Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, Chris, this is what radio was meant for. Live reaction to the reaction um, as I watch Twitter. And, and you can follow Chris on Twitter, at Chris Harrington. He is the Grizzlies beat uh, for the Daily Memphian columnist on the Grizzlies, and last night you tweeted, Gigi Jackson in Summer League so far. 55 minutes, 32 field goals. Oh, and I'm supposed to ask you about the song, by the way. This is the Vegas number? I'm sorry. This is uh, Graham Parsons, Ooh, Las Vegas, as we make our way to the true Summer League. Having lived in Las Vegas, this is one that I hadn't heard, so I got a new one here from Graham Parsons on my uh, Amazon Music account. Um, so... Explain yourself on this Gigi Jackson tweet. Last night you said he has a bunch of minutes, no assists, and then this morning you, you think folks took you wrong on, on Gigi Jackson. People are just really serious about stuff, man, on Twitter. It's funny how people – I think it seems like there are fans who had never heard of this guy like two weeks ago, and now they're convinced he's the small forward of the future or he's going to be like a have his jersey retired in FedEx Forum or something. I wasn't being critical of him. I was just like goofing on Summer League, like, you know, in the way, you know – Summer League Selden and, and Showtime Selby and Russ Diculus. We have a history of, like, you know, young players, like, you know, getting up shots in Summer League. It, it has no bearing either way on what the future is going to be for, for Gigi Jackson. It's just something I noted in the box score. I mean, you know, he's putting in work, 32 shots and zero assists. That's, that's some primo Summer League stuff. Yeah, so what did you think of Gigi? And, of course, this is the stripped-down version of the Summer League team where we've got the stash and, and stash player from the second round. You, you take out Junior, you take out LaRavia, you take out Roddy because you're sitting them as you get ready to go to Las Vegas for, I guess we'll call it the marquee Summer League matchups. Uh, this is in Salt Lake. Just kind of overall thoughts after three games in Salt Lake and last night's sort of uh, G League game. Yeah, it's, it was, it's a rare like back-to-back game in Summer League. You would think you would sort of avoid those. And so because it was the back-to-back, they didn't start – they didn't play any of the, the five starters they had used the previous two games. And that left Gigi Jackson as the only roster player. The Grizzlies basically have six at the moment, six roster players in the Summer League team, if you can include two-way contract guys. And so Gigi Jackson was the only one who they used yesterday, and that gave him a chance to be featured, where in the first three games he'd sort of come off the bench and played limited minutes. So it gave him the chance to be featured – and he responded really well. He had a really good game. Uh, he, 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 the shooting percentage wasn't great, 8 of 20. That's 40%. So that's not, like, spectacular for a big forward. But he made shots. He really hit the boards, which is a good, a good thing to see for the Grizzlies. They, they need more rebounders on the team. Um, and, and it was just a continuation of what we've seen from him in the first two games, which is that there's a lot of raw talent there. Um, his combination of length and the ability to create shots, and even getting shots is a skill. We can goof on the number of shots you get up, but it takes skill to get up shots in a 24-second shot clock environment. 
when defenses are trying to, you know, take stuff away. And so he's got a lot of talent. You can see the combination of length and skill level with him. Um, but it's going to be a long road. I think, you know, the franchise drafted him in the second round as the youngest player in the draft. They're going to put him on a two-way contract. And the franchise is going to be patient about this. I, I, would, I would caution fans to be similarly patient. To not like you know when, when he has some good summer league games or he has some good G League games to be mm-hmm. pounding the table that he needs to be in the starting lineup <laughs> yeah. for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Like give it some time. No, we're not giving anything time. We're fans. We're impatient. <laughs> we want our our players playing now, Chris. That's how this works. Um, right. I, I, I've got a question. So the Bucks in Milwaukee they don't play uh, in either of these other summer leagues other than Vegas. What is Memphis's stance on playing in multiple summer leagues and why they choose to do it? Um, you know, I'm not quite sure. I mean, it, it, but it's something that is crossed front offices. Um, they used to play in Orlando. They used to be in Orlando right. Summer League. The Grizzlies yep. won um, the Orlando Summer League Championship one year. That was the year of Russ Dickulous. Russ Smith led them to a Summer League title. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, memorably. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they, so the Grizzlies historically across different front office regimes have done this. Um, I, I guess I haven't really talked to anybody about why, but I don't really see a downside with it. So, I, you know, my, my, I guess my attitude is why not? You know, to me, as much time as you can get, it is, it's not just about the games. It's about the practices and being around the coaches and stuff like that. So as much time as you can get in the summer, getting your young players together within your, your program instead of, you know, just out whatever else they're doing during the summer, I, you know, I, I say if they're willing to do it, why not do it? seems to me. Yeah, and it sort of leads to the question, and we're talking with Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian. We've got Steve Pfeiffer in studio. I'm Brad Carson. The other big news from the Grizzlies is the trade swap, the swap for the picks. The Suns trade us Isaiah Todd. Uh, It's a first-round pick swap with Phoenix to the Grizzlies for multiple second-rounders. So the two-part question is, how easily can you explain this trade and, and what it means for the Grizzlies, I guess, is the second part of that. The single sentence explanation is the Grizzlies bought a lottery ticket. I guess they bought two lottery tickets. And so, you know, the, the price of the tickets was three second-round picks, three future second-round picks, and you're, you're eating some salary. Isaiah Todd is not going to be on the Grizzlies roster. Yep. He'll probably be waived if he's not moved along in some other deal. So that's, you know, no offense to Isaiah Todd, but that's just a contract that's sort of, sort of passing through is what that is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the cost was three second-round picks and, and using about $2 million in salary space that probably would have gone unused otherwise. And then what you get are these two potential pick swaps um, in 2024 and 2030. There is a chance that neither of those get used and you have, you know, spent your three second round picks and $2 million and got nothing out of it. Um, but there is upside there. And the upside, I think the group from the Grizzlies perspective, the upside is greater than the downside. And so the worst case scenario is you gave up three second round picks and a couple million dollars and you get nothing. The upside is in 2030, like, you know, if you're, if you're, if the Grizzlies are a playoff team in 2030 and the Suns and Wizards, and that's important to note here, it's not just a swap of the Suns, the Wizards pick is also involved. Mm-hmm. So the Grizzlies would have to be better than both of those other teams. They, they get to swap with the lesser of the two picks. So, but in, in the year 2030, and who knows in the year 2030, yeah. if the Grizzlies are a playoff team and the Suns and Wizards are both lottery teams, you could jump up 10, 15 spots, you know, in the draft. I, yeah. I, the Grizzlies are not going to say this. But to some degree, they're betting on the, the, the bigger picture, like management and ownership of those two franchises. Yep. I mean, Washington, you know, has a new front office now, so maybe things will be different. But that's been a rough situation for decades at this point in Washington. And then the Suns have gone so all in on just the next 
on right now, the next two or three years, that you're, you'll bet you there's a chance that, like, you know, that, that they hit a downturn, you know, later in the decade. And so you're really betting on the, 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 the upside at 2030, like if things break right, you could jump up 10, 15 spots in the draft. There's also a non-zero chance that it, it, that it matters next summer. Like it's not a given. The Wizards are going to be worse, so you take that off the table. But it's not, it's not a given that the Suns are better than the Grizzlies. They are probably better than the Grizzlies, but that's an older team with injury risk. And so like it's not out of the question that you look up and you're like slightly better than the Suns in the regular season and you, you know, jump up two or three spots in the draft next summer. So it's just a calculated gamble. It's buying a couple lottery tickets. Makes sense. You know, I saw this thing uh, back, uh, what was it? I think it was right around the draft from Jeff Goodman on Twitter, and I saved it because uh, we are talking about these second-round draft picks being traded. 2018 draft, 17 of 30 pl- players drafted in the second round are no longer in the NBA. 2019 NBA draft, 17 of 30 no longer in the NBA from the second round. 2020, 18 of 30 players drafted in the second round are out of the league. That's 2020. That's three years ago, and over half of them aren't even in the league that were drafted in the second round. Do you foresee in the future at some point them just completely being done with the second round and letting more guys pick where they want to play through free agency? Oh, you mean the league being done with the second round? Correct. I don't know about that. I mean, it, it, it's not out of the question to me. It could even go the other way. If you continue to expand the G League and have more of these two-way contracts, you, there's even an argument you could go to a third, second round. So I don't know how the league is going to go. Obviously, they're locked in with the CBA for a while on the current setup. They did not expand it or retract it. It's just going to be what it is. From a Grizzlies perspective, I don't think it's a sign that the, of not valuing the second round. I think it's a sign that they think those the, those assets are easy to replenish. Like if they want to get, they want more second round picks. They, they can go out and get more second round picks through other kinds of trades. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think they see that 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 as a very fungible asset. These are sort of units of currency that are easy to spend and easy to replace. And so I don't think they see that as a as an enormous cost to, to take this gamble. Yeah, uh, we're talking to Chris Harrington here from the Daily Memphian on 92.9 FM ESPN. By the way, this is the Jeff Calkins Show. This is not Jeff Calkins speaking. This is uh, Brad here in studio. I've got Steve with us. Uh, Steve Pfeiffer is with Odyssey. He works uh, in Milwaukee for our, our company, so Steve helping us out. Also, by the way, a program director for 790 and uh, The Bet um, here in Memphis. Uh, Chris, I know your probably your least favorite thing, at least if I'm reading you correctly, is the drama as the world turns in the NBA. But I'm going to go ahead and go here because it seems like besides the trades and besides the summer league, this is what people are talking about. One of them has a little more substance, so I'll, I'll start with this one, and that's the... Um, the Dame Lillard thing that's going on in Portland, and uh, Trista Crick, who works for us uh, with Odyssey, she tweeted that Portland has, or, or I'm not sorry, not Portland, but uh, that Lillard's agent and sort of the way that they've handled him trying to dismount out of Portland and go to Miami has just sort of wrecked his reputation, which I'm less concerned about that and more concerned about where is the actual player going to go. And um, I don't, I'm not going to ask you to forecast where Damian Lillard's going to go if he ends up in Miami, but... It just seems like these contracts don't matter anymore, and that it's it's either going to be the contract is set up right, or if it's not, it doesn't matter, and they're going to either do a sign and trade, or they're going to raise hell like Damian Lillard, and you get what you get in Portland now, which is a player who's unhappy unless he goes to Miami, and it's Miami or bust. Is is that kind of where the league is at right now? And um, just your thoughts on the Damian Lillard situation, because it's it's what everybody seems to be talking about in the NBA besides Britney Spears. 
I think it's pretty common for when, when, when it's time for when, when you get, get a separation between a player and a team and, and there's going to be a trade. I think it's pretty, especially for star players, I think it's pretty common for those players to try to exert some leverage and their, their agents to try to assert, exert some leverage to send them to the place they want to go. I think you saw that with Kevin Durant you know, in mm-hmm. Phoenix last year. It doesn't always work out exactly the way they want. I don't think when Paul George got moved to Oklahoma City, um, from I don't think that was the number one place he wanted to go, and that's where he moved, got moved anyway, and he played there and he played well. I think Damian Lillard and his agent will exert whatever influence they try it, they can to try to get him where he wants to go be, which is Miami. I think if if Portland, first of all, no one's no one's going to trade. One part about this is no one's going to trade for Damian Lillard, Lillard unless they think they can win with Damian Lillard. So there's a right. cap on how bad of a situation you're going to get dealt to. You know, and so, yeah. you know, if it's not Miami, is it going to be Boston or is it going to be the Nets? Or is it going to be the Clippers? It's going to be some team that thinks they, they can win. And so if Portland, I suspect they'll end up getting traded to Miami. But if, for some, but if they like hold fast and they end up trading him to one of those other teams that are also contenders or think they can go be contenders, I think Damon Lillard will show up and play well for those teams. And so I think the leverage games are happening now and they may end up being successful but the idea that this is damaged Damian Lillard in some major way, I think that's only true if he gets, if he moves somewhere else and like makes us think about it and yeah. doesn't show up and doesn't play Damian Lillard style basketball. And I just don't think that's that's going to happen. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. Mark Medina of Sports Not, uh, there's a story out today. A person familiar with Lillard's thinking told him he just wouldn't go. He wouldn't uh, report for training camp uh, or be a part of it that he deserves better. And my response to that is – well, he may not report to training camp, but he's not going to miss several seasons and just walk away from the NBA, and he's not going to miss all of those paychecks uh, along the way either. If Boston trades for him and it's him uh, and Tatum and Porzingis or whatever that ends up being, he's going to go. No, it may not be Miami. It may not be his ultimate first choice, but like you said, they're not going to trade him probably to Detroit or to Minnesota at the end of the day. They're going to put him in a situation to compete, and he's just going to have to get over it uh, if he doesn't get his first choice. Otherwise, I still think there's a good chance uh, that he ends up playing with with Portland to start the season if they don't find a deal they like. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. My guess is he'll get moved this summer, and, and I agree. I mean, as we both said, I think if he ends up somewhere other than Miami, I think he's going to suit up and play for those teams, whatever the noise is now. My guess is that he does end up in Miami and that they rope in a third team. And they try. They find a way to move Tyler Harrow out to a different team to add a little bit more value to what Miami can offer. Um, you know, if Portland is not interested in Tyler Harrow and two first-round picks, you flip Tyler Harrow to add more picks to it. Um, you know, I, I think the Miami offer may not be the best there, but I think you can sort of squeeze enough out of it to make it a viable move, and I suspect that's where things are headed. But we'll see. I mean, into Brad's sort of initial framing, like, yeah, that's drama, but that's not substantive drama. Like, right. This is this is gonna this is gonna impact like the entire NBA um, when you're talking about moves of this level with players at this level. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me. It's not Marcus Smart level because it's not the same player. It's not even the same level of player. But you know, there was that initial, oh, Marcus doesn't want to leave Boston. And then very shortly thereafter, it's like. Goodbye, Boston. I loved you, and you know. So I, I'm not suggesting that's how the Lillard thing's going to go, but it feels like once the the, the dust settles, it, it does settle itself out. It's not the drama that everybody's tweeting about um, while while the negotiating is is sort of going on. I guess um, it's 10:20. We're talking to Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian here on 92.9. He does uh, weekday hits here with Jeff, who is on vacation. I'm Brad, and uh, Steve is the other guy on the other line there. 
Um, one last thing before we let you go. I just wanted to get your thoughts on some of the other moves that are happening around the NBA. And as a fan of the Grizzlies, I get why we gave a max deal to Desmond Bain. And we talked about that uh, two days ago when it came out after, after the weekend was over when we got back Wednesday. But uh, DeJounte Murray gets a deal for four years, 120. And I'm seeing some of these deals roll in. I think I, I watch these deals through the prism of the player and where they're playing, not so much um, what they have to offer. And I just ask you, is there anything striking in the last day or so where you went, oh, that guy got underpaid or overplayed? for Like 124 years for DeJounte felt low to me, I guess. Well, uh, that's interesting. I think, I, think, I think the numbers are getting so high that a lot, I think it's hard for people to, a lot of people to conceive <laughs> that, that it could be low, although you may be right, you know. Um, I guess the Bain prism, the Bain contract, and again, I realize it's because of Memphis, but that's what frames it. They are somewhat comparable players. DeJounte Murray actually has been been an all-star, technically. Right. He has not. But they are are comparable players. They are both young guards who are sort of borderline all-star guards. I think I would rate Bain higher. I think most people at this point would rate Bain higher. But, you know, they're comparable kind of players, and and, and the Bain salary certainly – you know, it's more of a $40 million per year average relative to the 30 of Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think those are both pretty fair contracts. I look around. I mean, I think everyone would point to the Austin Reeves deal. That was sort of a special situation. But the Lakers really got a good deal on that. Yeah, they did. Um, I like, I hate to say it, uh, you know, relative to the Mavericks, but I, I think Mavericks getting Grant Williams, you know, from Boston on basically a mid-level kind of contract was a really good get for them. You know, someone's yeah. going to be like, you know, your fourth, fifth, sixth best player, but like on a really manageable kind of contract. The guy who's really versatile and can, you know, defend different players and can play off the ball and make shots and is young. I thought that was a really good get for Dallas. What did you think? What do you think of the Mavs roster? Is Are they a top three, four team like Memphis now? I mean, obviously they, they did better than I thought they would do with getting Grant Williams and obviously re signing yeah, Kyrie. Maybe. I mean, you got to remember that's a team that was in the conference finals two years ago, basically with Luka like dragging them there. Yeah. Um, we got to see how Luca and Kyrie fit together, but, but you can see the theory sort of coming into place a little bit. Where you have these two elite offensive players on the ball in, in Luca and Kyrie, and now they're just trying to surround them with defense. And so you go in the draft and you get who knows how much impact rookies are going to have, but you get what may have been two of the best defensive players in the draft, and Derek Lively and Omax Prosper. You go out and get Grant Williams, who's a, who's a versatile defender. You're sort of building sort of defensive-oriented role players around Luca and Kyrie. Who used to, you think you're going to carry your offense? Um, I don't love the roster, but Luca's just so good that I can I can see it working. And so I, you know, I do think that's a team that's had a good summer. Chris, we'll talk to you on Monday at ten. Thanks so much for joining us this week. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, that is Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian. You can read him in the Daily Memphian. Him and Drew Hill covering the Grizzlies. Really, uh, some of the best in town. Uh, and you can hear Chris again on Monday at 10 after the Grizzlies and the Bulls uh, hit the Las Vegas Summer League uh, court uh, tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Steve, you said you've been to the Summer League. And you said it's awesome, worth a trip. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a bucket list thing. If you're a uh, basketball junkie or an NBA junkie, it's, it's really the only time uh, where you can sit amongst league executives, league coaches, players, because the way it's set up... Uh, as well with his experience at Unity. You get to sit in the stadium where UNLV plays. Yep. Uh, then you've got Cox Pavilion that's attached to it. And in between the two, it's all inside. So you have a concession stand, you got a bar, whole deal right there. And you can just wander between the two 
uh, courts going back and forth, watching games all day long uh, once you're in there. And the cool part is when you're in the seats, the you could have a coach or a GM or a scout sitting right behind you having a conversation with another coach, GM, or a scout. Or players from some of the summer league teams just hang out and sit in the stands until it's time for them to play. Uh, or if they're done playing, they just hang out for a little while, watch the next game uh, before they leave because they got friends on other teams or whatever the case may be. And you'll hear them having conversations. You can really uh, meet a lot of cool people uh, with inside the uh, NBA league circles that you would mm-hmm. never have an opportunity to do. Uh, and, and really get to hear some conversations if you're fortunate enough to be sitting in the right spot at the right time uh, of stuff you would never be able to get to hear in your life. It, it's different than I can, th- can think of any other sport uh, where you're able to be that close to like NBA League brass. That's Steve Pfeiffer. I'm Brad Carson. It's 1024 on 92.9. It's the Jeff Calkins Show. Coming up next, we'll do Believe It or Not, Steve. And uh, Victor Wembenyama has spoken We'll play his thoughts on the Britney Spears encounter next on 92.9 FMES. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can over think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, it's Chris Harrington, live on 92.9. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Today, it's special guest hosts Brad Carson and Sparky Pfeiffer on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. 1031, it's the Jeff Calkins Show. We've got Sparky from Odyssey, Milwaukee. I'm Brad Carson from 92.9 FM ESPN. And uh, every weekday, usually at some point, we do Believe It or Not. We're going to do that right now. Now it's time for Believe It. Believe it. I don't even know if I believe or not on the Jeff Hawkins show. Well, you knew at some point we'd get comment from both Brittany and Victor Wembenyama after yesterday's TMZ report that Brittany tried to get a picture with Victor and then a member of the Spurs security staff 
uh, allegedly smacked her, and then statements and uh, lots of gossip on Twitter and online go about it. The press got to Victor Wembenyama yesterday, and here's Victor on the Britney encounter two nights ago. What happened last night? Um, so uh, what happened last night is uh, I saw the news, obviously, this, uh, this morning. I woke up to a couple of phone calls, and... Uh, uh, so yeah, there was a, there was some something did happen a little bit when uh, I was walking with the, with some security of the, the team to the to, to some restaurant. We were in a hall. There was a, a lot of people, so people calling me obviously. And there was one person one person who was uh, who was calling me, but uh, we talked before with the security. Don't stop because it's gonna make it's gonna make a, a crowd. So I, I couldn't stop. So that person is calling me, sir, sir. And that person grabbed me from behind. So. Uh, I didn't see I didn't see what happened because I was walking straight and we told don't stop. But that person grabbed me from behind, not on my shoulder. She grabbed me from behind, and uh, so I, I just know that the security pushed her away. I don't know with how with how much force though, but uh, security pushed her away, and uh, I didn't I didn't stop for, to look, so I kept walking and. Uh, Enjoyed a nice dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so he still enjoyed a nice dinner. Uh, let's go. Believe it or not, Victor Wembenyama Wemby uh, did not know who Britney Spears was. Believe it or not. Steve? Well, she's old. He's young. He's didn't play here overseas. Ah. Uh, I'll say I believe that he may not know who she is. Yeah, I, I wow. think that 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 is a possibility. Hey, man, I got a 16 year old kid that don't know half of what I bring up to him. <laughs> I never heard of half the people I bring up or half the TV shows, and that guy's that much older than my 16 year old. So, and he doesn't even live in this country. So, yeah, I think there's a possibility that he may not know who she is. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot of talk around Victor, who will be making his summer league debut. Debut in it looks in like in Las Vegas, he's actually going to play. Is that? I didn't think he was yeah, going to play playing. actually. I'm surprised oh, yeah, they're playing, playing him. I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait either. They're selling out all of the Spurs games. You would figure yep. that because he's the hottest attraction. I did just see. Um, here's a, a believe it or not for you. Believe it or not, too high. A 93 ranking on NBA 2K24 for Victor Wembenyama. Believe it or not. Uh, no, I no, I don't. I don't think it's too high. Only because everybody, LeBron and everybody else, is hyping this kid up to be the next face of the league, to be the next unicorn, superstar, whatever you want to want it to be. Now. Me personally, I'll believe it when I see it, but based on all these players that have seen him play and these NBA executives that have seen him play and these media guys that went over there and watched him and so forth, everybody says he's can't miss. So if he's can't miss, I guess so, and we'll find out. Uh, but really, at the end of the day, what really are true expectations, right? Yeah. At, at the end of the day, is it he has to be an all-star his first year? Otherwise, it's a bust of a rookie season. We haven't had these type of expectations on anybody since LeBron, I don't think. No, I think LeBron's the first one that comes to mind when you think about Victor because we've had one-and-done prospects that are that are going to go to college in the States. Uh, Imani Bates comes to mind because he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, right. and that didn't go the way we thought it would go, and he came to Memphis. Uh, and not because he came to Memphis, but it, that's, that's the way that played out. Uh, and I think some of that probably is helpful for Victor because – he doesn't know who Britney Spears is, it, it appears. That woman is what he called her. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the crap that... I do think there are some distractions. When you're not going through academies... Like, yesterday, there was this soccer player that uh, J.R. Moore, who was hosting the 2-4 to four show here, uh, G.N. and Jeffrey show, he was filling in here in Memphis. 
And he mentioned this 26-year-old soccer player, uh, you know, I think it's Manchester. He started playing when he was 16, and he was playing overseas in academy, and he didn't start the game. And so he, he literally cried to his mama. Like, like, called mom. He admitted to crying to his mom because he didn't start the game. Now he ended up getting an assist in the game, Manchester, and he's, he has a nice life, I'm sure. I'm sure he's incredibly well-paid. My point being... These guys are pretty one-dimensional. I'm not calling them one-dimensional. Like It sounds like Victor had a nice dinner at uh, a restaurant in Las Vegas, and he's a perf- perfectly um, you know, nice young man, probably has other interests besides basketball. But these dudes live and breathe basketball. Like He grew up with a Tony Parker jersey and, and going and playing ba- Like Basketball seems to be more than, their lo- more than everything to, these, to a guy like Victor Wembanyama who didn't grow up here in the States. Am I, am I you think, overstating that? I, no, I don't necessarily think you're overstating it. I, the one thing that I've learned in covering the NBA uh, here from the Milwaukee perspective over the course of time is uh, sometimes you've got guys that come from overseas that it's not even their favorite sport. The their favorite sport saying, is soccer. Yeah. Their favorite sport is soccer, but they're too tall to play soccer. <laughs> so they ended up picking up basketball and playing basketball instead. But if you gave them a choice, you could play professionally in soccer or basketball. Every Almost every one of them. That, that I've come across always say, oh, I rather would have played in the Premier League. I rather would have played soccer. That that was the ultimate goal. But then, you know, he got too big. Wembenyama, I have no idea. It, it does appear that he's all about basketball. The training regimen and everything they do uh, to keep him healthy is very different than when you see a lot of other guys go through. It's a completely different method, but it works for Wembenyama. So nobody's going to be, you know, super critical of what they're doing to keep him healthy. But that is going to be the biggest thing with his frame: is can he stay healthy? Can he withstand the rigors of an NBA season year after year after year? Especially if him and the Spurs start making runs in the playoffs, and you extend that season, which means your off season becomes even shorter uh, than you know you're normally used to having. Uh, and that, I think, is going to be the biggest because that was a knock on Chad Holmgren, and he came in the first year, got hurt, and missed all of the season with Oklahoma City, and now he's going to come back here for year two. That's my only concern, I think, with Wembenyama, like with Holmgren, is yep. physically, can they handle it? Chet Holmgren is the first player I thought of when you were talking before you mentioned Chet Holmgren, and I think that that's not a mistake. I think that it's one of the concerns on the opposite end of the spectrum we had with Zion, because they're not in the forefront of your mind when you see Zion just be such an elite athlete at Duke, even though he blew out a shoe on the in the middle of the court. Like I think everybody would have drafted him first, including all the front offices, including the Grizzlies front office, if they would have had the first pick. We might have had the good fortune of just having the second pick, so we got John ja Morant in some respects. Now, hopefully he'll get on the court soon after 25 games, but you follow me here, right? Like it's It's been nice for Memphis that, that John ja Morant has been the superstar that he has, and we didn't get Zion. Getting keeping these players on the court is brutal, even if they're mostly healthy. We saw it with Jaron Jackson a couple of years ago, and he's pretty thick now. But like Chet Holmgren looks like a stick to me. To me, still looks like a stick to me. Even yeah, the Vic- problem, the bigger problem is Chet Holmgren doesn't want to put weight on. He doesn't. No. He doesn't want to add weight. He wants to stay where he is. When Kevin Garnett came into the league uh, out of Illinois, he was a stick too. But he put muscle on. He got bigger. Giannis, look at pictures of him when he came in the league. Oh, yeah. He was super thin, and he's put a ton of muscle and weight on. Still quick, still explosive, still everything. And I haven't heard Wemin Yama's thoughts on this, but I but I believe I read somewhere that they aren't really high on putting added muscle on him either. But they want to keep him pr- relatively at his same weight and. I, I think that's a big mistake. We'll see. 
I think you'd have to bulk up a little bit just to, to stay in the league with the banging that these guys do. All right, let's go to the Grizzlies here. Believe it or not, the Grizzlies will finish top three in the West. Believe it or not. So off the air, when you and I were talking about this, I said, I believe it. Uh, and I'm still going to say I believe it, but I think it'll be a battle between probably Golden State and Memphis probably for that three seed would be my guess. I think the one seed is Phoenix. I think the two seed is Denver. Uh, and then I would say between Memphis and Golden State, three seed. Now, Golden State has to stay healthy. They're old, uh, and they get banged up. Chris Paul can't stay healthy. Uh, Clay Thompson hasn't been healthy. Steph Curry gets dinged up. Uh, so they've got to stay healthy. But if they're healthy, they're going to be good again. We know Memphis will be good. Uh, you just assume Phoenix with a super team with all those stars, they're going to win a bunch of regular season games. And then Denver, there's no reason to doubt Denver at this point coming off of what they just did. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'll take them three, mainly because I don't think Golden State can stay healthy during the regular season, and that'll cost them some games. I think they'll be in the top three if if the, everybody's healthy. But having said that, I just don't think it matters anymore. I, I'm at the point in watching the play-in and then watching what the Lakers did last year, watching what Golden State seems to do every year now uh, since – and I guess that's only in one year, but you get my point. Like, they were yep. sixth in the West last year, and they looked unstoppable until the Lakers uh, got them there at the end. But the Lakers were a different team in the second half. I think the Lakers are really good. I mean, I think the Lakers will be... I don't think they'll be ahead of the Nuggets or Phoenix, but I think the Lakers are going to be a problem. Um, and that and that is if they look like they did in the playoffs. And, and I, I don't... Th- I think it's going to be hard for the Lakers, though, to to keep that up. I mean, what would you say the Lakers season is going to look like in the West? I think Rob Blinka did a nice job at the trade deadline, kind yeah. of overhauling that bench and putting the right pieces around LeBron. I think Palinka had a real nice offseason with the Lakers uh, and put together a, a nice roster again. I think he deserves credit for that. I, I think it all, do, it, it all kind of goes around AD at the end of the day, right? If yeah. Anthony Davis can stay healthy, they're going to have a chance to win – any series they're in, they're going to have a chance to win a lot of games uh, during the regular season. If he can't stay healthy and he misses a bunch of time, then they're not going to be nearly as good. And LeBron's not getting any younger. I know everybody thinks this dude's immortal, but he's not. So he also has to have his rest days and have his time off throughout the regular season, too. And you don't have that other guy. Phoenix has four of them, or three of them, at least that can yeah. score. Aiden's maybe not score, but Three of them that are legit guys that can go out and get you, you know, twenty to thirty on any given night, even if one other guy is out. Uh, right now in Golden State, you've got three guys that could probably go get you twenty on a given night. I don't know necessarily if if the Lakers have that, uh, and that will probably be tested. Now, once you get to the playoffs, maybe it doesn't matter as much. But again, they have to be healthy, and that's another team where both their two star players are older players that have had issues staying healthy. All right, final one I've got for you here. This goes to the Damian Lillard thing that's going on in Portland. Uh, Believe it or not, Dame Lillard will be a Miami Heat player in 23-24. Believe it or not. Yeah, I'll go with it. Yeah, I I think at the end of the day, they fold like everybody else does to their star (laughs) players. I don't think it'll be any different. They always fold, and I think they'll fold uh, as well at the end of the day. Do I want it to happen? No. I want them to trade... Uh, him to wherever they can get the best deal. I don't think they should get screwed because now he wants out at this point. And that, I think, is the the crap part about it. But again, you've seen it happen with KD. Uh, You saw it happen with Bradley Beal. Now, Beal earned that by having the no no trade clause. So that was fair and square. I have no issue with that whatsoever. 
They gave him part of that as his deal. That's not what this Lillard deal is. Uh, and uh, the the player empowerment movement, I believe, uh, is what I keep hearing a lot of these former NBA players saying. That's the era we're in, um, and that's the era we're going to continue to be in, I think, going forward for some time. I also believe it, and I think it'll be by way of a three-way trade because that seems to be the way to get things done now in the NBA. <laughs> I'm not an expert on on how these trade maneuvers go, but I, I will say like with the Grizzlies trade yesterday, it always seems to have a third party involved, particularly because Tyler Hero is their asset, it seems like at this point. Let me ask you this. Uh, we've got Steve Pfeiffer in studio with me. I'm Brad Carson. Steve Pfeiffer, the host for Odyssey, Odyssey Milwaukee, Talking Bucks. He's got the podcast Green and Growing. And I'm going to talk about the Bucks for a second because – you know they it's not that they have a like a, just a stream of assets but they have players that they would deal I think in that second tier um would the team like a bucks be a third team that could get involved where Lillard goes to yeah. Miami and then a Tyler Hero somehow wildly ends up in Milwaukee that would be pretty wild uh, I've not heard them connected uh, that is I just made that up by the way that is not right, 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 that right. is not I mean a, that would be it would be a hell of a story. Tyler Hero ended up in Milwaukee in his hometown state. You know, he grew up 15, 20 minutes from the Bucks Stadium. Yeah. So, you know, that that would be uh, a pretty incredible get if, if that were to happen. Uh, but John Horse, the GM for the Bucks, uh, I know is involved in quite a bit of stuff. Uh, and there's a rumor floating out there right now, and I'm not sure how much credibility I give to it, but sure. uh, that the Bucks uh, have interest in acquiring Colin Sexton from the Utah Jazz. Oh. Uh, and... Whether or not that happens, we'll have to wait and see. It doesn't make any sense to me because some of the guys are talking about going back. Grayson Allen, Pat Honiton. There's no chance. I There's no chance if I'm Danny Ainge in Utah, uh, unless I fell and hit my head, <laughs> that I would trade Colin Saxon for those two dudes. Yeah. Absolutely no chance. So, again, now we go back to a three-team trade, and we see how that works out. From the Bucks' perspective, it makes a lot of sense. Saxon just signed a four-year deal last year as part of that sign-and-trade deal uh, to get Mitchell to Cleveland out of Utah. Uh, so he went through his first year. This deal tops out in three years at just shy of $19 million a year wow. for a kid that's 24-25. You have an aging Drew Holiday who's got two years left on his deal. Now, all of a sudden, you can have a youngish point guard that you can sell to Giannis of, look, you've got some younger guys around you that can continue this going forward when a holiday of Middleton and a Lopez are older and done. There's a lot of high hope for this uh, Marjan Bochamp guy that they drafted last year out of the G League. Uh, they think he's going to take a step forward, and he's a wing player. Uh, so we'll see how this all goes. I don't think the Bucks are done. I think the Bucks are going to try and get some type of name player here. Uh, to really give the Bucks a better chance versus just straight running it back, which as of right now, they're pretty much straight running it back outside of adding Malik Beasley. I'm going to ask you coming up after the break if you'd rather have Tyler Hero or Pat Connaughton and Grayson Allen and uh, just kind of wrap this up. We've got uh, in studio Steve Pfeiffer from Milwaukee. He's with Odyssey and, of course, covers green and growing and the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA for Odyssey. I'm Brad Carson. This is the Jeff Calkins Show, 1047 on 92.9 FM ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Today, it's special guest hosts Brad Carson and Sparky Pfeiffer on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. Look at that. I hit the right buttons this time. Steve Pfeiffer in studio. It's Brad Carson. Uh, Steve is the host of the Green and Growing Podcast, works for Odyssey Milwaukee, and it's Brad Carson in studio here in Memphis on 92.9. Uh, Steve, thanks for hanging out this week, kind of co-hosting the Jeff Calkins Show with me. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man, it's been fun. fun. Anytime. Always fun to talk uh, some Memphis sports. I knew an NBA guy would probably work this this week with uh, the Summer League and stuff. Of course, Grizzlies, they lost last night to Utah, uh, in Utah, against Utah, 98-83. It was the G.G. Jackson game. I heard John Martin hooping and hollering in the hallway, so we're going to get a G.G. Jackson full report with uh, Jason and John coming up next here. Uh, with Anthony Sane in studio at around 11.25. Now the Grizzlies move on to Las Vegas. Grizzlies-Bulls tomorrow, and you can catch it on NBA TV. And we're in all these. You were mentioning it. It's kind of different in Milwaukee. You guys don't – what are you doing for Summer League with the Bucks? Uh, Not much. I mean, their first game is at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Are they in Vegas? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the NBA teams are in Vegas. So yeah. everybody plays in Vegas. So, yeah, I mean, we'll cover it little by little. Uh, that was actually a story because Jabari Parker, former first-round pick of the Bucks, was originally on the Summer League roster for the Bucks this year. Um, and I lost my mind. I was like, really? That's where we're at at this point with Jabari <laughs> Parker's career, that he's on our Summer League roster? Yeah. Uh, and then everybody got all excited, uh, and then they announced he had some family things, so now he's not playing. Uh, but that was originally the story. But they got Taco Fall on the Bucks summer league roster. Oh wow! Um, so that should be fun. He's a player, though. I think Taco's uh, Parker's not going to be in the league, though. It sounds like. No, I don't think so. And then uh, Vin Baker Jr. Uh, Vin Baker, longtime NBA player, played for the Bucks. Played, mm-hmm. uh, I think, in Seattle. Uh, his kid has been playing uh, for UW Milwaukee for the Panthers in the Horizon League. Oh, uh, he's on the NBA summer league roster as well. Uh, and then they got Mannion, the old uh, guard from Arizona, the redheaded kid. Uh, he's <laughs> yeah. on Nico Mannion. Yeah, he's on fun. this uh, summer league roster. So their summer league roster should be fun to watch and kind of see what happens. Plus, there are a couple second-round picks that they have. So we'll see what happens. Bucks are pretty loaded. They're like the Grizzlies where you're trying to see who your G League team is, basically. Maybe who your two-way players are. I, I mentioned right. scenarios for Lillard going to Miami and what three-way deals would be possible. I even brought up the Bucks Again, this is not happening. It's a dream scenario probably right. or, or just scenarios that we're looking at, but a, a player like Tyler Hero is the asset that Miami has. You guys have Connaughton and Grayson, both shooters. Tyler Hero is a little more than a shooter. He's a scorer. I mean, he's a slasher. Um, I think he's a terrific athlete. I mean, which would you rather have, Hero or those other dudes? We are familiar with Grayson because he took a, a stay here before we traded him to Milwaukee. 
Um, but Connaughton's a real player, too, also kind of a slasher. He kind of has a game similar to Tyler, not just because he's Caucasian, but, you know, he's 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 more athletic than your, your typical shooter. Uh, never like Grayson Allen. Never been a fan of Grayson Allen. Wow. Didn't like him in college. Don't like him in the NBA. Uh, so how do you uh, really feel? I, yeah. yeah, I don't like him. No. Uh, and Pat Connaughton uh, is a fan favorite. People love him I figured here. That. Yeah. Um, he is essentially a high energy guy. Uh, and for whatever reason, he doesn't shoot the three worth a uh, diddly during the regular season. But when the playoff lights turn on, all of a sudden his three point percentage goes through the roof, and he can shoot the three. Playoff Pat, I guess you want to call him. Whatever. Yeah. Um, the, the Grayson Allen thing, what scares me is the same thing that scares Portland and everybody else. You know, this deal they gave him, he's at $27 million this next year, 29 31 and $33 million for the next four years. Oh. And that's age 24 through 27. So, again, you know, prime of his career, those are the good years. But is he really worth that much money uh, at the end of the day? And, again, if I get rid of those soon, I get him, sure. But now you start talking about, you know, going forward and being in that – that second apron and, and paying the repeater tax and everything else. That's that's a Bucks ownership type deal there if, if they want to deal with that. But yeah, I would take him over those two for sure. Here's what's coming up next. Steve, been a pleasure this week. Coming up next, it's Jason and John. Anthony Sane joins him in studio. We'll get the full GG Jackson report. Probably have some Peach Jam news too as LeBron James. We saw him, Steve. He's down there coaching at uh, Peach Jam. Uh, thanks to Steve. Jason and John coming up next. Later, I'll be back in studio at 2 for the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. J.R. Moore will be in studio with me, Gabe Kuhn, later at 4. For Steve, for Jeff Calkins, and Jeffrey Wright, who will be back on Monday, I'm Brad Carson. You guys have a great day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.